Hey friends, it's the Love and Our Wake podcast and we're so glad that you've joined us today together with Ben Teefy and Jason Aitchison. We're diving into theology to talk real life and learn how we, like Jesus, can leave, can leave love, love in, in our, our wake. wake. Yeah. I'm Bethany Thompson. <laughs> I'm Ben Teefy. I'm Jason. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back from the, uh, the craziness of holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Mm. Did you guys have a good break? Yeah, New Year, New Me, right? Like uh-huh. New Year, New uh-huh. You. Okay. That's good right. Yeah, I had a great break. Had a great break. That's yeah. good. Jace, did you get a break at all? I did. I did, which is quite unusual for me. Yeah, I was going to say I, the workaholic I'm... friend of ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, he uh, spent all of his time at uh, Occupation Anonymous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, tell you, I learned something over the holidays, a expensive learning lesson. You know, the older you get in life, vital learning lessons don't come along every day. You know, when okay. you're 12, you know they are every day. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like you can learn more facts and information, but you know, like you learn oh, hard sure. yes. one life lessons yes. from adversity that you think well oh, i just learned something through that <laughs> yeah. what was it that you learned we went to a family restaurant Ooh. and benny benny has saved up for a year to go you know what i'm gonna take my family to this restaurant for dinner and we're gonna have whatever we want yes and that's it right no. and so i all of last year i stockpiled small amounts of cash to be able to go to a well-known oh, seafood cool. restaurant oh, in oh, Glenelg. Yeah. Okay, oh, yes. yep. sitting nice. over the harbour, yes, over the beach, all the stuff. Okay, yeah. um, so I thought I'm going to do that, and I'm going to surprise the family and take them there because one of my daughters is a vegetarian, but she's a pescatarian, so she okay. she eats fish products, right? And so yep. I love seafood. Danielle quite likes seafood, and then pesky, you know, mm-hmm. pesky can have seafood. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring, <laughs> I'm going to bring this, you know, like. Um, What's that? What's that disorder you have when you don't have enough iron in your diet? <laughs> anyway, like anemic. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna bring my anemic daughter and make her eat some seafood. That was my strategy. Yeah, salmon because it's a red meat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, oh my god. And so, um, they have a couple of items on the menu. They're like one one such item: the deluxe seafood platter. Yeah. Now, the deluxe seafood platter. Has, it's in a list of platters, yes. right? And it's not the last one on the list, you know, so one would have think, you know, they get they get bigger and bigger as the list goes down. Yep. It's only like the second one on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh. The first one is just the seafood platter. It has a price on it and the yep. price is moderate. It's mm-hmm. okay, especially there's going to be three or four of us sharing this, so that's the price of a meal type of thing. Okay, I totally. can deal, I can deal. The the deluxe seafood platter had uh, didn't have a price. It had <gasps> it had POA after it, which says oh. it, that's price on application. Oh. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, how bad can it be? Oh. And, and I've and I've told my family you can have whatever you want. Uh-oh. So do I now go to the guy? Yeah. Can I get the price, please? Thinking, do I need to know this information mm-hmm. or how bad can it be? Right. So me being me, it was went, just a lobster platter, wasn't it? It <laughs> was a lobster platter. It actually had a whole lobster thermidor. It had all sorts of other seafood. Like it was ridiculous, this thing, right? But and now it, you it, have a second job. Yeah. <laughs> it also had a whole baked barramundi. Oh, my goodness. I didn't notice until it came out. So I did not even see that written oh on there, right? Goodness. So if you know seafood, those two things, they're not cheap. Right? No. Then it had everything else on this seafood platter. But I didn't ask the price, so it came out and we ate it. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, it should be fine. How about it? Um, and then when, when, the, when the bill came, Danielle was sitting next to me and she looks over my shoulder. And she had already sensed me go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danielle goes, what the heck? And I and I had already been stashing money, right? And yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Like this is a, it's a, like a once in enough. a lifetime, my family's <laughs> yeah. all in town type of thing, right? So, Very special. But 
I still had to while the waitress is over my shoulder hovering with the FPOS machine. Because <laughs> she goes, will that be card? And I'm like, yeah. So she just brings the bill and the FPOS machine. I open the bill and she's literally hovering over me with the machine. <laughs> I'm already holding my card, right? Yeah. And I go to her, uh, uh, just give me a second. I'm just going to have to transfer a bit more money into my card. <laughs> right. So right then and there, I'd had to transfer an extra 125 bucks. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Anyway, so my learning lesson is price on application should really be applied for. <laughs> you should check the price. And maybe wow. don't say you can order whatever you want. Just yeah, I mean, it's like, that. okay, guys. Especially anyway, when you so, go into the most expensive oh, dude. seafood restaurant. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how bad can it be? Well, let's just say it can be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, no more presents. Always That's look so before you leave. That's what oh, I've learned. I, I've taken Hannah down, the, just down the road. Uh, from, from mm-hmm. there to the steak restaurant mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. and I prepaid. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I was like, "This is what you're getting." Like, I've already <laughs> ordered for you. I'm dealing. I deal in the what realm of certainty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in a fancy place though when they give you soda water as like the table water. That's how like, it normally comes. Yo, mm, uh, mm. that was craziness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and such a challenge to in front of your children be like, okay. And then we get outside, and like my youngest daughter Lily, she's like. So, Dad, I'm guessing that was a little more than you thought it would be. And she was just laughing at it. Was, like, was it obviously like the blood drained oh from your face? Goodness. Anyway, so praise God. He's on the throne. Great. So that was last year or this year? So how, how did, did you leave, how oh, did you leave your love in your wake on that one? Nothing like stuff. You just paid the bill. I hugged my children and said, you know how we were going to do a few other things? Yeah, we ain't doing none of that now. We're going home to uh, watch to watch a movie. something on TV. Rice for a week or two or three or four. Oh. Oh, that's so wow. funny. Well, talking about Glenelg, I was at the beach this morning and mm. uh, with some friends, different beach. Nice. But we were talking about like b- what books we're reading this year, what travel plans we might have and kind of what our goals are. So as we kick in to the new year is I think we've had some really cool conversations about leaving love in our wake. Mm. But I think it'd be really great to pause and go before we get into anything mm. more um, serious or turn the table on a different topic is how are we challenged this year to leave love in our wake? Yes. Because we've really reflected on some pretty profound content over the last mm. several episodes and so um, maybe we can just take stock and maybe if you're listening to maybe you can take stock too of how how are you challenged this year to leave mm. love in your wake so teamies what do we think yeah i, I i'll go first um do it, do it. <laughs> i've been thinking about this a lot uh over the last few months especially going through the podcast mm. and as a church we're going through this journey of how to leave love in our wake but um the biggest challenge for me is I feel like I'm a pretty loving guy. Like I, I love serving and I love mm-hmm. being around people and I love, you know, all that kind of thing. But the challenge, I saw a video just a few months ago where this guy was like, he works in the humanities and he throws all this love out to people, but then he comes home and mm. he's got no energy. Yeah, uh, And yep. so he's not actually thro- like leaving love in his wake with his family. Mm. And, and I feel like sometimes where I just give and give and I do everything I can, I'm not being the dad I'm called mm. to be at times. Mm. And, and so for me this year, my challenge that I feel God's really calling me as I as I go into a mindset of like, you know, what's this new year looking like? And God, will you send me into uh, the destiny that you've got for me for this year? Mm. But is that as God sends in that the more I love God, the more I love my family and the more I love people mm. is that I need to focus my love, my wake of love into my family. And so uh, for me, I want to make sure that the love of wake 
that is happening is happening from the very start mm. uh, and that it's not just like this external thing but an internal thing that's happening within my children and my family and my wife and, and my mom and my brother uh, and that can be really hard because I think we're most real with our families yeah. and like those are the yeah. closest and yeah. so um, that's kind of the challenge for me this year is like how am I leaving love in the very core root of who I am from the moment I get home after a slogger of a day or you know do I leave enough energy to be able to love at home mm. brilliant reflection yep. brilliant well let's bounce off that for a second mm. I'd like to hear what's on your list of um, deliverables on that you know like how do you break it down to go if I if I was more loving or less loving what does that look like so what what you know how does it work out in practice but before you answer that question um <laughs> Let's reflect on how often we've seen in the Christian fold people mm. who are good at leaving love in their wake in ministry or church circles, yeah. but not in home circles. Yeah. You know? Ooh, yeah. And in fact, I can say that when I was a youth director and a young adults pastor, and we, Daniel and I, would, we worked with so many Christian young people who, you know why they hated God and hated the church and rejected faith? Because they... This is, by the way, this has got nothing to no, do with no, no, me you're reflecting fine. on your thing, but you made me think of this. <laughs> totally. Right? So I'm not saying you, this is your oh. problem, but it's like, it's an important observation to us because so many of these young people we dealt with, they hated everything because their parents weren't capable of living out their Christian faith in the home, yeah. but they could do it in the public sphere. They could go to church and be loving. They got sacrificed on the altar of ministry mm-hmm. uh, and then their parents yeah. did everything for everyone else, but there's no authentic christ-centered otherness within our household you yep. know? and so i think for me daniel and i made a choice many years ago that our family was always going to understand that that our family is the ground zero of our ministry yep. so it's like mate my marriage my kids they are ground zero of if i don't have that going on i don't have a ministry any mm. other else what mm. qualifies me to preach is those relationships you know totally. so and then a radical commitment to making that a major KPI in our life requires some reflection because mm. we get tired, worn mm. out, you know, and de-energized through our ministry load and our yeah. lifestyle. And then we go home and our fa- if our family gets the leftovers without us approaching that with real caution, mm-hmm. they're having a horrible experience. If totally. I'm depleted, tired, grumpy, depressed, stressed, you know, yep. short-tempered, well, I'm, I'm capable of all those things all the time anyway. Yep. Imagine when I'm fatigued and but I've been giving everybody else my best foot forward and I go home and I go, oh, I'm home. I'll relax and just be me, boundaryless me. And <laughs> yeah. then they have to deal with that, you know. Mm. So, yeah. So tell me what's your – what pattern are you looking to mm. – to Correct and, like, adjust to make Not sure. correct. I'm, I, like, I'm, I, I think you do this well probably. You know, I've seen you with your family. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But if it's an intentionality for you this year, mm. and I think and all of us have to approach these things with intentionality, for you to be the dad you want to be, what does that look like? For yeah. you to be the husband you want to be, what does it look like? For you to be the son and the brother and, you know, mm. the uncle, like yeah. like behind your closed doors, what does leaving love in your wake look like that you know, okay, I'm focusing on that this year? Yeah, great question, great question. So I guess, like, firstly, I, I am a little bit of a workaholic and I, I like doing what I do. Um, but it's making sure that I don't allow my passion and desires to drive me as much but be a bit more intentional with every step that I take and so making sure that um like making sure that I'm all more organized um that that's been a big one over the last few months as I've been looking at this is making sure that I've got my to-do lists and you know have those things Mm, so that mm. I'm not up to three in the morning 
making sure that next like tomorrow looks fine because I've missed several marks and that kind of thing. Um, and so the next day I'm tired mm. and so I come to mm. work and I'm like, ha yeah, I'm high on caffeine today. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, and so I come and then I give everything I have and then I come home and, you know, being an introverted extrovert, uh, <laughs> so I, I need to be energised by mm. having my mm. own space, but I also yeah. love being around people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess a few steps that I'm trying to make sure is, one, go to bed at a reasonable hour. Mm. You know, make sure that you write your to-do list and get those projects done and things like that in that space. But um, I, I guess for me, you know, we, we started doing family night, um, making sure like That's really board cool. games and st- Yeah, right. Um but sitting on the bed with the boys, and I've always done that, but I, I've kind of... Like a new awareness? D- yeah, a new awareness yeah, right. in the sense of that process, right? And so I'll sit with them or I'll read the story and, you know, like, um, you know, they get the choice if mum reads the story or dad reads the story and uh, it's always mum. You know, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> when dad reads the story, it ends up with an hour of wrestling afterwards, you know? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Um, and then dad has to tell them down, like, come on, let's calm down. And then mm, they get, have mm, to be told mm. off, but, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate. It's like such a wonderful time, That's but cool. yeah, I guess it's just this whole new awareness of like, Hey, I need to be more present. Like Hannah's made a couple of comments, um, and this isn't oversharing in a sense, but like, she's like, Oh, sometimes you can be a little, like a little cranky. And I'm like. I haven't said anything. She goes, yeah, that's why. Like, (laughs) because I'm just like internalizing, like, and I'm trying to just like, okay, we need to settle and it's all good, you know? Uh, And so, yeah. So just being, making sure that I still have enough energy in the system to be able to come home, have that conversation. How's your day? Uh, sit down with my kids and enjoy. It's interesting though, because even going to bed at a reasonable hour, I mean, sleep helps considerably. With our managing of our emotions. And so that even means you've got more um, um, capacity in your tank anyway. And then even the the fact about organization is a great point because if you feel like, yep, okay, I know what I'm doing tomorrow, work can stay there, then I can actually be present. Otherwise, you've got the kind of merry-go-round of work still carrying on while you're at home. So both of those are really practical and good intentional things to do. And I found that like going to bed at 10, like going to sleep at 10.30. Normally I would hit bed at mm. like 10 30 11 o'clock and then i'm doing stuff or like last night i was reading a book way too late uh <laughs> but i'm feeling it today right and, and i've noticed that recently i've gone back into some habits of like staying up way too late uh not for work but for other reasons you know reading or just doing whatever mm. and i'm like mm. i can feel the complete difference of what how i'm operating and who i am and i'm like i don't, don't like that person anymore like i don't like to sleep but I don't like that person who doesn't mm. sleep, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's kind Which of Which is a real awareness of focus. your wake. Like, yeah. That's what that is, is like a real awareness of like, actually, if I want to leave this type of wake, mm. I've got to make these type of changes, which is a real conscious effort on looking and, you know, reflecting on the wake that you're leaving. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I made I, – I, um, I'm really interested in some of those things that you said, so I've jotted them down to a bit of a list – of discipleship journeys that we have no, to go through. Now. No, no, no. No, it's more it's more like, you know, aspirations are no good unless you operationalize them. So mm. operationalizing totally. means, okay, how do I turn these into steps that I work on intentionally? Yeah. That means I can make a list and I can go, Am I doing that or not? Mm. Right. It's yeah. a measurable outcome. So I'm not saying you're not doing no, this, it's okay. but I, it's I reckon totally if fine. you're listening, most people listening, especially if they tend towards the 
um, the driven workaholic mm. or career person, business person, whatever. Or maybe they're just a rabid sports fan. It's their hobby. But again, that's what they're addicted to. Yeah. Mm. And then the issue for that is, especially in home life, everyone at home competes for what you most want to be doing. Totally. When you find out, hey, actually, you know, changing changing nappies or washing dishes or having intense conversations about the budget is not what I want to be yeah. doing. What I want to be doing is my thing, you know. And, so, and sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Like that's quite difficult at times. Like when I'm doing, like I might be in my office doing something at home and Oliver comes in because I've just bought a whiteboard for my office and he's like, let's play teachers every day. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to do what I want to do. Mm. But I also know that this is such a valuable time for him. And yep. so if I s- sacrifice this and love him, it, it actually makes a whole world of difference for my son because mm. he doesn't mm. realize that, oh, daddy's just doing this, but daddy always does this, you know? What I mean? yep. like, and yep. so by sacrificing an hour or four uh, of playing teachers and doing math, that's a memory he's always going to mm. hold. And mm. so you know, that's the wake of love that I'm hoping to leave mm. in mm. his life. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I think, you know, like by just being intentional. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. <laughs> no, you're fine. I agree. I think that's instructive mm. to all of us to do that, you know. And I don't think it ever changes. Like my, I've had babies, infants, you know, tweenagers, teenagers. Now I've got young adults and I've got one out of home. But it's the same thing too. The family always are in danger of having to compete with whatever else you want to be doing when mm. they're around, you mm. know, and so that can be problematic if it's not handled well, okay? So I'd say, um, and I think you've said this and Bethany's recap on something, so so some points I've seen that we can operationalise. First of all, time and energy management. And it's not just time management, it's also energy yeah. management, you know? 100%. Um, the Harvard Business Review wrote, a, wrote an article on this whole idea of the new discipline for CEOs is energy management. It's not time management. You can mm. manage your time well, but actually you need to manage your energies. There are times of the day, week, year or whatever where your energies are higher and you're more productive, so you do some things there your energies are lower so you give yourself more of a buffer you know you do it so my rhythm i do admin and and emails at the times when my energy is lower i spend peak time with people when my energy is higher because who they get is a better person then yeah totally anyway so time and energy management and um time management energy management is kind to others because a i'm fitting everything i need to work into my life Mm. i'm i'm working out sitting on the couch with my kids chatting yeah, feels like doing nothing, but it's really doing something. Totally. So I better allow for that. I better work out. Oh, I'm going to do that thing after they're in bed later at nine instead of at six when they're sitting there. You know. So, but not after ten thirty. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Like, um, you know, sleep, sleep hygiene. Yeah. Sleep hygiene is a huge, huge thing, um, right now that you know basically sleep is life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? So it's killing you if you're not getting a, a good amount of sleep. But that all comes down to time and energy management. Okay. Uh, then the second one, intentionally being loving to the people in your house, not just focusing on being loving to everyone that's outside your house. Mm. You know, it's like leaving love in my wake. Oh, that's on Mother Teresa to everyone else. Yeah, but I better be Mother Teresa to my wife and daughters because mm. um, that's what integrity looks like. Thirdly, that looks like being mindfully present with yeah. family. And in reality, it's being mindfully present with whoever you're with, right? But yeah. I think we can do that professionally. If I'm totally. if I'm meeting with someone in my office, I can be mindfully present with them. Can I do it when I'm driving with my wife? Can I do it when I'm sitting at dinner with the family, being mindfully present? Um, I'd also say this comes back to what you said. Learn the love language of the people in your house and learn to tell them you love them the way they like being loved. Yeah. So that's how that's measurable, right? If I leave love in my wake, I know there's particular things Lily likes to do and talk about. 
and as she's getting older, I've realised just how crucially important it is for me to do those things mm. with her because it's not long before she's not even in my house anymore. Mm. So then, you know, like sands through the hourglass, time is running out. Totally. So learning their love language, it's like, hey, I know my son likes to play teachers with my whiteboard, mm -hmm. so when am I going to schedule in 10 minutes for that, you know, which for a kid feels like an eternity if they're mindfully present. So totally. time flies when you're mm. having fun, but 10 minutes of real fun feels like three hours of real fun too. So... <laughs> um, for learning. Oliver, it's like four hours, but yeah. uh, this yeah. one. <laughs> no, that can be fine. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, dad's busy. Look, yeah. spend 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not telling you what to do. No, I'm no, just saying, you're totally if right. If anyone right. listening to what you said, 100%. which I think all of us that are parents will go, oh, yeah, I need to work on that. Mm. Well, then how do I operationalize it? How do mm. I make it more likely? Have a plan. You know what? Anyone could do right now, write a journal list of yeah. the names of everyone in your family and work out what is one thing I could do this week to express love for them in the mm. language they like? Totally. Doing, right? so some people are words, some people are acts of service. I'm all of them. I want someone to like rub my back while they're doing things for me while I unwrap their gift and they're <laughs> telling me how good I am. You know? <laughs> I want all the love languages. Whatever. You know, but like learning how people in our household um, feel loved and yeah. loving them that way, that is the, that's like platinum loving, really, mm. you know? Um, yeah, and the last one is, this is a generic heading for all of them, which I've actually done this. This is how I've started this year. Make a list of the qualities you want to embody and then make them behavioural. Mm. And so I've got that. That is a list for me for my workplace and for my family as well. Mm. How do I want to be spoken of by my children when, I, when I'm at my funeral? Which I That's won't be so there. Good. You know, they will be. So, you know, yeah. I want them to say, Dad was generous, right? Yeah. So that means... Lobs of Thermidor, knows. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, dad was generous. Dad was kind. Dad, dad had dad fun with us. Fish. Dad took us, you know, I did crazy stuff with my daughters this time around. Because again, now the older they get, the less time there is. Mm. And so it's more critical what you do in that time. So I'm going to give you some examples, right? I have no desire to see the Barbie movie. We saw the Barbie movie. I have no desire to see that. You know what that was for me? A $10 nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sat through the Taylor Swift uh, era's concert Did tour you know? video you know what that is three hours of my life right am i remotely interested in taylor swift not he at is all now, he is not now, folks. i'm he is a now. fan i'm a with, fan with saying that a swift are you looking at your phone during that no, time or i am engaged? i am being mindfully present right yeah and what i'm doing is i'm not i'm not sitting there the whole time going oh this sucks you guys are idiots right yeah. what i'm doing is i'm i'm you know, we've talked a couple of weeks ago about the discipline of celebration as an yeah. interpersonal relationship builder, right? Whatever you're into, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be into that. It's one of the ways yeah. you express love for some people, right? So here's the deal. My daughters can watch the Taylor Swift era's concert tour and they, you know, they will buy their Bluetooth microphones and dance around the house singing those songs, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like, I wouldn't say they're massive fans, but they're, not, they're like, they dig it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'll go... Oh, that sucks because I'm like a 46-year-old male and I'm not interested in Taylor Swift. Although the dangerous thing is the skimpiness of those outfits, you know. It's like you have to mm. guard your heart around just how interested you might get watching that, you know. Yeah. Um, so what do I do? Well, I am savouring the moment with them and enjoying the fact that they're enjoying it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. So that's just like, yeah, I'd call watching Taylor Swift, Swift suffering for me. <laughs> but that's me speaking a love language for my three daughters because guess yeah. what? They now remember you know what's cool about dad? Well, I hope they remember this. Girls, if you're listening, remember. <laughs> um, you know what's cool about dad? There's things that he would hate, but he would put himself through it for our mm -hmm. benefit, right? Now, I grew up in a house and if dad wasn't into it, no one could have it, right? You didn't, he, you know, like, mm. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but um, there are some families where 
dad will never do what dad doesn't want to do because totally. the hierarchical structure is dad's the king, you know, yeah. and we're all here to make dad's life easier. Tiptoe around him, don't trigger dad. Oh, don't upset yeah, your father. I don't want no, I, I, I don't, don't want either. that at all. It's like, man, um, and scripturally I don't want that, right? Mm. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So I have to mm. find a way to leave love in my way. There's an active sacrificial serving love for Danielle. Correct. And husbands, no, don't frustrate your children. Do your best to nurture them and bring them up in the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so for me, it's like, well, my children, I have to love my children in the same intentionality that I would go, I have to love my church as the senior pastor of a church. Yeah. But it would be real easy to do the church and be real easy mm. to stuff up the kids, you know? Yeah. And so that's why operationalizing is important. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts on. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of my focus for mm. this year, which is really cool. That is very cool. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Mm. Oh, you, Pastor Ben. How are you feeling yeah, challenged sleep up when you wake this year? I feel like there's a... It's not a dissimilar list to Jason, which is probably why I was t- oh, typing well, away yeah, while cool. he was talking about that because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I've actually... I've got a, a scripture verse that I'm marinating in for the year, mm. right? It's Ephesians 3, 16 to 19, right? Paul's, Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. I pray out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. That is, okay, I am experiencing and being filled and strengthened by God, mm. okay? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Cool, I'm being full of Jesus. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Mm. And so that's probably an important thing. Like what is an in established love. and grounded Christian? You know, it comes back down to the whole point of this podcast. It's about leaving love in our wake. An established Christian is rooted and grounded in love mm. and that is such a challenge for humans that that had to become something paul would get on his knees and pray man i'm praying that the ephesian church gets this if you're going to be established be established in love it's in love that you're established and then verse 18 that you may have power together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ that you would know this love that surpasses knowledge so think about that phrase know this love Mm. it surpasses knowledge Mm. now we're talking about something that's not just an idea you get in your mind you know it in a way that surpasses knowledge yeah you know the old uh, church saying i know that i know that i know that i know i know it in the depths of my being type of thing that's what it really is like this that you would know this love that surpasses knowledge it's not just an idea in your head a philosophy or a doctrine or a belief it's actually you know it with something else not just your head you know and that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Mm. Mm. So the progression of thought there, you're established and grounded in love. You need to be given this grace by God to know the height, depth, length and power of that love. And you have to understand that knowing that is something that surpasses normal knowledge. And finally, if that happens, you'll be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Mm. So in my mind, it's like, man, if I was filled to the measure of the fullness of God, I would be grounded and established in love. Wow. It would it would be so deep in me that it's beyond an idea in my head to the knowing at the very centre of my being, you know. Mm. And then, okay, well, then that's who God's calling me to be. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm. It's cool. It's cool verse even like the dwell. It kind of gives a pause effect. Because I feel like like it gives a pause effect to yeah, life really of instead of like mm. hurrying our way through all of the things that you could do this year. It's like, oh, let's just pause in the fact about this, about the love of God. Mm. And then mm. from that, you know, kick the goals for the year that mm. ahead. And I feel like we all should do that, right? Like is take those moments of pause and think about deeply, think about like mm. what are the areas that we need to change mm. to see that love and what wake we're leaving mm. in every area of our life. Yeah. Yeah, the more I think about, you know, this whole leaving love and your wake thing, like the danger is it just becomes humanism. Like of all of the things I could try really hard to be, I'm just going to be, 
a pretty nice mm, guy. Or, right. you know, yeah. but, it's like, but Paul's thing is, no, no, you need to have so much Jesus in you that at the core of your being is this grasping of the height, depth and width of the love of God and that that's what flows through you. you know? mm. Wow. And for Paul, it's like the fullness of God. I think anyone, oh, yeah, be filled with all the fullness of God, Holy Ghost power. Yeah, well, for Paul, it's the knowledge of the love of God that is the measure of the fullness of God. Mm. Yeah. You know, so you can say you're as, you can, I can say I'm as full of God as I want to say, but how much love is in me and coming through me, mm. that is the measure of the fullness of God. So then it becomes painfully evident to everybody in my world, is he full of God or not? How loving mm-hmm. is that dude, you know? Uh, yeah. That's a challenge that's for me. Right. That's yeah. a challenge for me. Mm, great reflections. But you, Bethany, you've got any? I was going to just say um, the same thing. <laughs> oh, well, um, for me it's like uh, there's probably lots that you could kind of dialogue about, but I think for me it's capturing this word slow. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. I am naturally a very fast-moving person. Fast I would mo- agree with that, <laughs> having worked with you for one year now. <laughs> <laughs> fast in my head, fast in my actions and just fast all the time. Um, and so I don't feel like it's my word for the year. Like I feel like God's given me something else. But when it comes to leaving love in my wake, I'm very conscious to um, – it's a little bit about being present, but for me it's about just taking a little bit more slower and more purposeful. Mm. And so even yesterday I was in – I was at the start of the day, I was working um, – on site on my own but just going yeah i'm just gonna take it like i don't need to like oh my gosh there's a thousand thousand things to do and there is a thousand things to do Mm. but more like oh this is what i'm doing in front of me and at Mm. one point i went to do another job and i was like no bethany just finish that job (laughs) (laughs) and it was like a little job but just like just be kind of one stepped and then um one of my colleagues came in with someone else and so then just interacted and served them with whatever they needed and that was fun and then just kind of without that sense of like yeah, let's go to the next thing. If you don't mind, I've got heaps of things to do. So I feel like mm, there's mm. just this, um, yeah, de-hurriedness, if that's even a word. Um, yeah. But coming in, but mm. not just in ministry, but also in my personal life of, again, just kind of allowing my emotions to reduce. Because mm, I don't think mm. I, I'm, I like being present and I like being intentional naturally, but I think there's the sense of urgency inside of me reducing that down in mm. a conscious effort in order to see that love is further kind of left in my wake and i think it's interesting that's why i quite like that ephesians because it's just dwell that's a slow word mm, mm, you can't mm. you can't dwell for a second we well, can but it's yeah, very yeah. like but it's just unhurry a dwell in the love of god and then outwork and mm. i think it's been really beautiful even just to have holidays and um have a bit of time off as a family because then there has been this sense of watching my life uh just be a little bit more slower in that yeah. dynamic so mm-hmm. i've been a stepmom mm-hmm. for 11 no 11 months 10 months, something like that, right? About 10, yeah. So 10 months or something. And so in that, I haven't actually had much time off whilst not working or Mm, being away mm, on holidays. mm. And I've been really aware of like, wow, I can actually do this without the sense of like hurriedness or Mm, mm. push that I can sometimes feel um, and feel that whether stepmoming or doing anything, but then it's made me very conscious for how do I then harness that and bring that into the everyday world Mm, so that that mm. love that can be seen more easily in that season can be carried through. So I think that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's more of an inner thing than it is an outer thing. Do you, and let me ask you a follow-up question to Mm. that. You're a very choleric personality. Yes. In a way, right? Mm -hmm. Not that you don't have other attributes, right? So do you think that's the reason why the hurry thing is there? You know, you use this phrase like that sense of hurry or that sense of urgency. Is that just the choleric in you that you love ticking boxes, kicking butt, taking names, getting stuff done or what? Like what's the mm. – where do you think that sense of 
I would say with you like that urgency, like you just love making progress and, you know, it's such a good quality in one way. Where it wouldn't be a good quality is if it creates a frustration for you when it's like, oh, I'm sitting here on the beach with my kids, but now I'm getting to the next thing or achieving the next goal. Yeah. So, but what, what do you I think, think that stems from? I think it work probably definitely. But at home I'm probably a little bit more phlegmatic sanguine with a mix of choleric in there like Mm -hmm. i'm not Mm -hmm. super hardcore choleric at home Mm. so yes at work i think at home it's a this has been a massive learning year this past year so i feel like it's also learning that it's actually okay so Mm. at first it's like the hurriedness was like okay well the kids need to be in bed because i don't know how to manage emotions of this many people yet so Mm -hmm. i kind Mm -hmm. of you know creating some things that's like well i haven't learned the other side of that where Mm. then the longer Mm. Um, you know, the longer we parent, the longer we pass, the longer we lead, the longer mm. we do our jobs, whatever it is, mm. we, we kind of go, oh, no, I can handle this. Like, I, we can do this, you know. So I feel like it's a bit of that as well of like learning, you know, I, I, I like I'm yeah, learning how to live, mm. I suppose, mm. if that yeah. makes sense. Mm. It sounds mm. very basic. But I think the hurriedness is sometimes there at home. The other thing is I'm being at the choleric nature of like knowing the way you want things. I feel like that creates a hurriedness. Yeah. So it's not so yeah. much I'm productive at home, but there's a, a sense of like, okay, we got to do this and then we work it like that. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so I feel like then it's just like allowing to, well, it doesn't actually have to be. Mm. Like something I've been contemplating um, and I'm preaching on Sunday and so I've been contemplating around this thought of mm. like when you cook a meal, you can either focus on the the fact that it's really messy and get anxious and then your wake of love is just not present, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you can allow it sometimes to be messy because in order to have a wake of love. Yeah. And if you want to listen to the online sermon because we're going to probably preach on that on Sunday. But I feel like that sense of like actually Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be as clean and and clean cut as you think, whether it's routine, Mm -hmm. whether it's Mm -hmm. mess in the home. It actually can can be done another day. It can wait another hour. But then allowing myself that naturally likes things a certain way just to, mm, it doesn't mm. need to be like and so retraining a lot and relearning mm, in that space mm, so i think yeah. it's kind of choleric but it's also relearning in this new season and it's probably just letting go of idealism or you know i think it could be kind of put it in a many different ways but mm, i feel like mm. i've just been aware through this podcast through our life as a team through what god's speaking to me about and definitely through my time off to go yeah it doesn't like it doesn't have to be like that you know mm. um and so there's still goals and ideals in that sense but it, it doesn't have to be as high strung as it right, sometimes right, can be right. well and i think really every adult's got to do that in their private world mm. you know in our public world i guess but you know the thing is in our public world we tend to gravitate towards roles that mean we can shape the environment we work in you know mm. over time you end up going well i'm a leader so i'm influential over this area so if it's not the way it needs to be i'm going to tweak things and make stuff mm. happen there you know but then you yeah. go home and it's like but then it's harder because the chaos of a private house you know and that could be if you're single and you just live with others they're, yeah. leaving, they're leaving their dishes on the bench and then you've got the choice is this going to be the thing that i bring up right now mm. you know oh you left that dish there is that going to be the first way i greet my housemate or something you know like we've all been that or done that or had it um versus you know i can address that dish thing later but also i can leave love in my wake with a meaningful engagement with this other human being mm. and i think so even good. like it's self-expectation a little bit because i'm very good at self-expectations and so then mm. the more i have them on me then the more i if i don't meet them then the more it's it creates stress in my internal world which then yeah. leaks into my external yeah. world and so then it, i think it's also then reducing some of those and goes well is that actually standard necessary is that mm-hmm. actually what mm-hmm. you want to create is that 
you know, and so th- those expectations can be good. They can be yep. godly. They can yep. be as a result of comparison, mm. which then mm. are not good and godly. So I feel like it could be a revisit of some of those things that coming in, okay, mm. this is what I think, mm. you know, mm. I need to be like in this season. And then it's like, well, do I like, you know, maybe not. And so I think it's a revisiting of those, but in the undertone is then kind of the tap on the shoulder that to be slower will help you leave love in your way. Yeah. Wow. And not only that, having having a sense where these expectations are negotiable. Mm. You know, these expectations are negotiable. So we talked a few weeks ago about the idea of blocked motivation. Mm. I want to get this, I'm targeting this, this yeah, is my right. aim. Yeah. Now someone's coming between me and that aim and therefore that raises my frustration or my levels of cantankerousness or grumpiness. Mm. You know, and that's from my kids coming in to play with my whiteboard yeah. or whatever. The house is not the way I want it to be. The yeah. kids won't go to bed or whatever. But then it's like, okay, but in, a, in any relationship, the successful relationships are ones where certain goals and motivations are flexible and can be acted on in the relationship so mm. you yeah. know i mean our kids always had a fixed bedtime so they couldn't act on that one yeah 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 but it's like mate the best way i can love these children is get them to bed at their set bedtime and then make them go to sleep mm. because they're not nice yeah. the next day and so boundaries yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's different thoughts. I feel like love can, yeah, yeah, that's right. Love can still be boundary and firm. That's right. But I think that's not where we struggle. Where we often struggle, these are the areas where it doesn't, where we don't need to be rigid on something. Mm. And in any relationship, rigidity kills the relationship. So it's like, you know, Mm. I could take a more flexible approach with my feeling that stuff should be this way. You know, I've got teenagers, so I come home and I'm thinking, oh man, you've been on holidays and you're on uni holidays. And there's 10 things I think you should have done today, but you're still in there watching Batman season four, you know. Um, and But it's like, yeah, but I've just walked in the door. So is the leading thing that I'm going to lead with in my mm. engagement with these other humans venting my frustration about the fact that some uncommunicated expectation that I had hasn't met anyway. Mm. And it's frustrating to me, but they're just blissfully in there chilling and then it's not going to be, hi, dad, Rah! you know, like that's <laughs> definitely possible. Or, hey, guys, how you going? You know, like, I yes. don't know, I can be more mindful and attentive to how – if I'm just reacting out of my blocked motivation in this moment, that's a yeah. negative experience for others, yeah. right? Versus I can address that later mm. after I've laid a bedrock of intimacy and communication. You know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. That's right. Yeah. Mm. My other question would be, is it frustration or jealousy that they're watching Batman? <laughs> I, uh, look, I think it's a little bit of both. I've been lying <laughs> yeah, in front of it. Well, that's been a really cool reflection and we have been really diving into some real heart stuff in the last mm. um, several episodes, but there's no way that we want to uh, be people, be listeners that are not taking stock and reflecting. Yeah, especially, yeah. I love I love refre- reflection at the start of a totally. year. So, happy mm-hmm. new year, everyone! And maybe you can to reflect on how um, how we are challenged uh, this year to further leave love in our wake. So, thanks for stopping by to stay connected with us. It's Encounter Church TV on YouTube and Encounter Church AU on inst- Instagram. We are all about leading lives that leave love in our wake. So, until next time, maybe you can find ways to do just, just that. that. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>